a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Though in reviewing the incidents of my administration, I am unconscious of intentional error, I am nevertheless too sensible of my defects not to think it probable that I may have committed many errors. I shall also carry with me the hope that my country will view them with indulgence, and that after 45 years of my life dedicated to its service with an upright zeal, the faults of incompetent abilities will be consigned to oblivion, as I myself will soon be to the dimensions of rest. One last time. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you on this President's Day weekend. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And uh, one last time there uh, for General Washington. And, of course, today is President's Day. Uh, it is a holiday that began as a celebration of President George Washington's birthday. It morphed, of course, over the years, as uh, holidays tend to do, included uh, President Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Uh, which uh, always ended up making this uh, Monday thing uh, fall in between the birthdays. Uh, since then, of course, it's been extended to others who have held that office. And we know that uh, American presidents uh, cover a wide range of styles, approaches, beliefs, uh, policy positions. Uh, no pr- president has been perfect, uh, but all of them have produced some lessons worthy of study and consideration. Uh, but I think Washington in particular uh, may have been presented with the most opportunities to consolidate power to himself. He clearly had that opportunity in the fledgling nation, uh, but he refused that over and over again. And I actually think the sharing of his birthday as president's, plural, uh, day, uh, with all the other presidents in American history is just sort of one more manifestation of how extraordinary uh, George Washington was. Uh, even if you, if you look at uh, his farewell address, uh, not the Hamilton singing version that we just played, but his actual address. Uh, there are so many things in there that are worth uh, celebrating, things that are worth emulating, to be sure. And I, I think these lessons apply to all of us, uh, to every elected official at every level of government and to all of us as citizens. And uh, I loved at the beginning of Washington's uh, farewell address, again, which was delivered in writing, uh, by the way, uh, a good way for a speech to be delivered. Uh, he talked about this uh, period for a new election of a citizen to administer the executive government of the United States. And he said, that's coming. And he says, whoever it is, whoever you are going to choose to employ, uh, this person is going to be clothed with an important trust. Uh, In other words, he said, the chief executive of the country must be trusted. Uh, We know trust in the institutions of government uh, hover uh, somewhere between 14 and uh, 20%. Trust in the media, trust in business, uh, even trust in each other as our neighbor is. They've all been eroding over the last several years. And it's going to take some real leadership to restore that trust uh, in each other. That is, to me, the essence uh, of the country uh, and the soul of the nation. Uh, In going through uh, Washington's farewell address, uh, he, he went through that. He said, in the discharge of this trust, 
he said, I've had good intentions. Uh, I've been fallible in judgment, as uh, most people are. Uh, but recognizing that everyone has a has a place. Uh, but he gets to this really interesting thing. Uh, Washington was authentically humble uh, and confident. Uh, he recognized he was fallible. He recognized he was replaceable, uh, which is something I've always cautioned uh, politicians and political parties. Uh, everyone's replaceable. Some are harder to replace than others. Uh, it'd be great to have a, a Kennedy or a Reagan uh, that could inspire the country to walk through the doors, but they're not they're not coming back. Uh, and so it's it's upon us. So one of the things that that Washington said uh, in his farewell address, he said that your union and brotherly affection may be perpetual. It has to be perpetual that the free constitution, which is the work of your hands. So he was telling the people, hey, this is not just up to the people who were in the room when the constitution was laid out. It's up to all Americans. And he called for wisdom. He called for virtue. Uh, He called for that at every level of government. And then he said this. He said that you should properly estimate the immense value of your national union. The immense value of your national union to your collective and individual happiness. That you should cherish a cordial, habitual, and immovable attachment to it. So he's saying we've got to be attached to unity as a nation. He went on to say, uh, accustoming yourselves to think and speak of it. as a palladium of your political safety and prosperity. Now, that's not a word we use a lot these days, uh, palladium. Uh, a palladium is something that affords effectual defense, protection, and safety. Okay, let's think about this for just a second. <laughs> something that affords effectual defense, protection, and safety. So Washington, in his farewell address, says that we need to make sure that we look at our national unity as something that affords us defense, protection, and safety. Uh, He said you had to watch it uh, and preserve it with jealous anxiety, Washington said. Uh, And then he went on to say, discounting whatever may suggest even a suspicion that it can in any event be abandoned. He's saying, don't let anybody fool you to say it's okay if we abandon our unity as a nation. So unity, safety, and prosperity, they have to be guarded. They have to be preserved. And nothing, nothing should so divide the country or the people of this nation because to do that is to put liberty at peril. And then finally, President Washington concluded, citizens by birth or choice, think about that, citizens by birth or choice of a common country, that country has a right to consecrate your affections, the name of American, which belongs to you in your national capacity, must always exalt the just pride of patriotism more than anything derived from local discriminations. You have in a common cause fought and triumph together. So when we talk about 
coming together as a country, when we talk about unity, Washington saw it as absolutely vital to the existence of the country. Now, he was not saying that we needed to be the same. He was not saying that we couldn't have disagreements. He did not say that uh, having a different point of view or a different approach to governing or public policy was bad. Not at all. But he warned us. He warned us that we should never buy into this notion that it's okay to not be united as a nation. That if we do want that safety, that prosperity. We have to have something that's going to be that effectual defense, protection, and safety. And the answer to that is unity. Washington was right. Coming together, bound by our founding principles, that's the test. And this year is going to test us. And Washington gave us the pattern to follow. I'm Boyd Matheson. Hope you're having a great President's Day weekend. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.